Welcome to the Next Level Show, a health and fitness podcast with a little bit of life. Hosted by Jonathan Alvarez, Gabriel Contreras, and Mike Nillis. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the Next Level Show, your one-stop shop if you want some entertainment, movie culture, and health and fitness. I think that's pretty accurate, right? That was smooth. Very oh, accurate. Oh, yeah. Maybe Dude, change the order e- around, but yeah. I think fitness last. Like maybe music first. I mean, not music, movies. Well, I did. I did put that first. Yeah, there you go. Um, What'd you say? Yeah, I said. Uh, I'm, I'm joking. Movie culture. I'm like I don't hear you. Well, if you it's want, old. actually, you know what, Gabe? You can check out our. You can yeah, check what, out what, our show. Mm-hmm. How can I? Is there anywhere where I can see exactly what you're talking about at what points? So that way, I, in case I forget or I, you know, lose my track train of thought. Well, I'm glad you asked because our very own Mr. Mike Nellis does a fantastic job with the timestamp. So if you were to scroll mm. down, you'd see exactly where we mentioned this and where Gabe missed the intro. It says intro. Boom. Okay. You would be able to go right there. Perfect. All right. Good. Thanks. <laughs> if you guys like any of this stuff during the episode, uh, something that stands out, go ahead and please leave us a little five-star uh, rating and leave us a little comment and review what you like, what you don't like, any questions as well as screenshot it. If you like, tag us on Instagram. Let us know so we can say thank you for listening. Could you could you imagine if people started saying they they don't like the fitness stuff? <laughs> could you what like have to- just like just imagine like that would be the the worst way that this could possibly backfire. Like let us well, know what you like and they're like Shut the fuck Keep up about fitness. Movies. Yeah, talk about King Kong. Well, well I mean, <laughs> I mean I, I've got John no problem with like it, that part. <laughs> I wouldn't like that. You'll talk you about know, how he got his ass kicked. You want to know what I um, secretly one of my favorite things? Um, it's not even really a secret. I'll tell anybody this. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, if I got nothing else going on, picking calluses off my hands. Oh yeah. It's so satisfying. I have a bad habit. I don't know but have, but have, you, have you gone too them. far with one? Uh, yeah, actually, right now I bought it. I brought it all the way up to the crease of my finger. So, mm-hmm. like now, anytime I bend, there's a little red hole in the crease of my finger because I just I, I took it too far. Yeah, my my youngest daughter loves to pick at it. Yeah. Like she'll take my hand and then she'll just start picking at it, and then Jennifer just hates it. Yeah, like that's just disgusting. Whenever I mean, we're um, whenever we're riding around in Jen's car, if I have any like fresh ones, I'll pick them off and like put them on our dashboard. Oh, that's nasty. Yeah. That well, then nasty. you know, I'm like, I always like, I'm I'm with you now, you know, everywhere you go. Wow, it's it's fun. It's not it's not it's not enough with your DNA on the car seat and everywhere you, <laughs> you got to leave physical pieces or the of you, living breathing uh, DNA in the the back seat. <laughs> oh man it's been hot dude I, I it's hotter here than it was in jamaica i'm not gonna lie it's yeah there you go i feel like, I feel like over like... there <laughs> yeah dude it's i heard the episode and it's been hot i'm like yeah i believe it because i step outside just like around this time we're st- we record around noonish on like you know on average and man i'll tell you what it is hot it's humid you go out there and you instantly start to melt we're at that time of the year like i was very i was very much enjoying this cooler weather um that we had for a long extended amount of time because we were were supposed to give this up a while ago but um rumors have it that there may be a minor cool front coming through that's gonna bring us down just a tad not nowhere near where we were before but 88 bro if we can get down to 87 dude i'll be happy 
<laughs> right now it's like 90, like one, I think. I don't even know. But I had to mow the lawn because this is all the time of the year that I forget that grass starts to grow again. In this case, weeds. Um, it was drier. It was so dry for a long time. We barely were getting any rain. And now I went outside like I was away for a couple of days. Very not like I wasn't gone long at all. I come back and it's ridiculous outside. I'm like, what the hell happened while I was away? And I have two dogs and lately they've been kind of biting the leaves and the flowers, the weeds, all that stuff outside. And I they, they freaking threw up today. Well, one of them did. And I noticed that that's what they're doing. They, and they, they were choking after they would bite the leaves and they still do it. It's like they yeah. see that they're getting a reaction, but they'll keep doing it anyways. So I wasn't going to do this today. I was going to wait till pro- I was going to see if I can push it till this weekend. The annoying part too, is that they start getting little things stuck to their arms and like their feet, the yep. little pine, the little things off the flowers. And I was like, you know what? Hell I'm going to, we, we started a little bit later. So let me just take advantage and go cut this real quick. And had a shower and everything, bro. It was disgustingly sticky. Dude, that's that's the worst. Um, the the biggest problem we have with Chester now is he's got really hairy toes. Um, mm. not like the actual like knuckle part, but there's like big tufts of hair that come out in between. They're literally they're like a couple inches. I don't know how or why, but he likes to walk like, you know, in the grass when we go on our walks or whatever. And he picks up hitchhikers and sand spurs and all sorts of stuff in those little toe hairs. And is that that they're called hitchhikers? That's what I've always known them as hitchhikers, the little, little flat ones. And then the sand spurs are the, the, the spiky balls that I hate. The hit, the hitchhikers are the flat green ones. Yeah. Usually it's like a, like a, a string of them. What do you call what do you call the ones that are just the little like little sticks? Like these little tiny sticks. Oh, I don't know. I know what you're talking about. I don't I don't know. That's what, what gets stuck. Called. That's what gets stuck on more on my little dog since she has hair. So her whole body is just hair. Versus Katara, she has her coat that's very tight to her body for the most part, especially on her feet. So it's not hard with her, but with Bailey, the little one, she gets full of them all over the place. So that's why I'm like, I definitely have to keep the grass short because if not, that's like an everyday brushing situation. So yeah, the dog problems, man, dog owner problems, but they're, they're okay. From what I know, they're just chilling right now. Like they always do. Hopefully I don't, they don't start barking their freaking head off. Um, Guys, my collection of whiskey bourbon is getting big i met somebody over the weekend that was also a whiskey collector what is like i don't enjoy whiskey i don't drink i haven't drank in seven years like why but when i did are you aging it uh, further i mean yeah like what's what what's the point in getting so many so I, I this is more so yeah so this is more of a recent thing that I've picked up in the last year since uh, probably like towards the end of last year. Um, I don't know, man. So I've always had a cure. I'm not a heavy drinker, so I don't drink in excess. Like at all, I don't like getting hungover. I don't like being super drunk. Um, I know the repercussions you're going to pay for the next day. Even if I don't, I'm not traditionally hungover like the, the typical headache and nausea. Um, sounds like still, the dogs. Hey, I, I know, real, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna so keep I on know. eating this. I'm gonna keep on drinking this, but I know I'll feel like shit. <laughs> so no, so I for the most part, 
I don't drink much um, unless there's like a special occasion that like you kind of let loose a little bit. Um, but it's really rare if I like wake up like super sick or if I'm puking, that's like, I can count on one hand, like how many times that's ever happened to me, like in my life. Um, the thing, I don't know, recently, so growing up, I'd always see these movies and these shows and dude, I don't know. It's, I think it's something that they have marketed to us and it's gotten stuck in my head. And I've always gotten curious, like you see a gentleman's bar. You see a dude that, or, you know, an older guy that has like his, his office. Right. And he always has his little, like this little uh, tray and he has the little glass uh, bottle thing. And he'll have, typically it looks like it's never, it's sometimes it's vodka, but usually it's a dark liquor. Right. And I'm just like, I just think that's really cool. You just, I don't know. In the movies, they make an exaggerate. It's probably nothing like that. It's, it's probably like juice, but they're just always serving. They just like, they just down it. And it's like, they're stressed out. Like, Oh, you know what? Just here slurp. And then they're, they're just, you know, ah, continue on with their meeting or their business or whatever they're doing. So I just thought it was always cool. I'm like, well, not only that bourbon, also you can make good cocktails. Um, so there's a, there's options to kind of make some good drinks. And one thing I was always told from my father growing up was that if you're gonna ever drink, drink something good. So a lot of the burp bottles that I have are actually pretty high quality. They're pretty, they're all much over 40, 50 on average and plus there are some I have that are close to a hundred dollar bottles. And so you, you take them out on special occasions. I've learned how to enjoy them without having to drink them in excess. It's something that you literally pour just a tad, you sip and you just kind of savor it. Um, and people will be like, ew, it's spread or it's disgusting. Yeah. If you're comparing a juicy cocktail, you know, it's not going to taste as you know, your palate's not going to receive it as much. But the good thing about this stuff is that it's like anything, like you're drinking coffee black, you get to enjoy what the coffee is. If you just take the time, instead of slamming it, you get to just sip on the coffee. It's an acquired taste. And I went to a place that actually taught me how to savor it and, and, and enjoy the different kinds and what things to pay attention to. By no means is my palate that, that I'm not that palate smart. Yeah, sophisticated or whatever you want to call it. Like it's, it's, I just learned how to enjoy it. I think it's cool. It looks nice. It's decorative. And I'm all about having decoration in my house that actually serves a purpose. Like the only type of frames that I have are mirrors. Like I have a, a frame that's for decor, but it's a mirror. So it has a function. I can look at myself in it. Um, I don't like just having random objects that have no purpose. At least these I can drink, you know, and, but they look nice. The bottles come in nice shapes. So you're so saying you have no pillows on your couch. <laughs> no, I actually had I had them, but thanks to dogs, I can't leave them there because then they use them and then get them full of hair. But so I had to put them away. Well, they just um, help to remind us to be more functional. Correct. Um, but yeah, man, that's the kind of my thing with bourbon. I became kind of a connoisseur, but I also have other other liquors, um, rum and stuff. So the the comparison you made with the coffee struck the chord because originally I was thinking like I used to I used to be a beer snob you know and with beer you can make it so many different ways there's different flavors and alcohol levels and so on and so forth we can make a whole episode about it which we won't but with whiskey it's like it's the same product but when you compare it to coffee black coffee across the board it's just black coffee what's special about it but like I've had lots of different kinds of black coffee and there is a difference. Mm -hmm. So oh, yeah. I guess I can appreciate it a little bit more now. I kind of, I kind of understand. Yeah. And it makes so sense they to have a bottle because I mean, it takes so, I mean, you're not going to just down it, right. You just have like what a, a quarter, like a shot 
something like that. I mean, I don't know. Or just yep. whatever you have, you sip it for a good amount of time. So yep. it makes sense that a bottle would just last you a, a good amount of time. Oh, yeah. This is going to last me years. And unless I have reunions where I have a lot of people drinking from it, it's going to last me for a very long time. And um, like I said, I do a shot and I put it like I bought the ice cubes that are particular for them. I kind of have the whole setup just to make it, you know, enjoyable. I don't know, man. I always think it was a, I always thought it was very cool, very gentleman-ish type drink. It has that stigma, like the, the successful man in the movies and shows that have their, so I, I think naturally I've, I, we, we obviously express our, our passion and like for production TV shows, you name it. It's something that I always noticed and I always thought it was pretty cool. I'm like, what is it? Why do they always use this in movies? Like, what is it about? So I started with obviously cheap stuff, like more basic Jack Daniels, which is a bourbon. You also learn the science that Johnny Walker is also a whiskey, but it's not a bourbon. There's a difference. You know, uh, you know, scotch is not bourbon. So the typical line, just to leave the listeners with this, if you haven't heard this, that all bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. Square and rectangle I, kind of deal. Sort of. So it's that's something that I thought it was super cool. It's a common thing that people mistake. Um, there is a difference. So people prefer one or the other normally. I'm more of a bourbon person. That's why I specif- specify that versus I'm not a scotch person. I can drink scotch. I appreciate it, but it's not my thing. So that's that's that with my bourbon whiskey collection i have learned something now you know (laughs) if you know you know no (laughs) the more yeah man yeah it's just stuff like that so it's i think that those are hobbies that you pick up outside of fitness obviously we love health and fitness i know that alcohol isn't the best thing for our bodies um but i'm actually curious i'm thinking about doing this and i was going to tell you guys off air but you know what i'll share it on the podcast and see what the listeners think like there's always a thing that people, you, a lot of our clients struggle with, you know, having those drinks on the weekends or they have, they revert to like maybe wine or something. Right. Um, a lot of times what happens is not so much the alcohol they consume, but it's the behaviors that follow the drinking, which, um, and a lot of people blame that it's the reason why they're where they're at is the alcohol. And sure. We all know that behaviors play a role with everything that we do. But I was actually thinking like, what if I, I, I've seen people do beer challenges where they do a beer every day. Um, Cause typically beer is something more common for people. They drink beer for 30 days and then they do like, see if they can lose weight while doing it, which we know that realistically this is true, but a lot of people don't believe it. And the common person will be like, no, that's, that's, that's that can't be, that can't be. Yeah. People do challenges with fast foods, uh, specific chains of uh, certain type of beverages, and I haven't seen one with whiskey or bourbon personally. I mean, they might, someone might have done it already. So I'm thinking about doing like a drink a day, you know, and I'll you know, have to look at the specific bottle of how much calories it is per. It's a little bit denser than distilled vodka. So it's a little bit more calorie dense. Um, or do an old fashioned a day that has sugar in it. So there's more calories within the drink to make it more of a, because I know. Typically, just a shot of bourbon is not going to do much on the calorie scale thing. But if I add some sugar, I'll be able to measure the teaspoon of sugar, the cherry, the, the, co- the stuff that goes inside the drink, the cocktail. It's still a pretty light one, but they're averaging about like 130 to 200 calories, depending on how much you put in, who makes it right. So I think that would be a fair challenge to show that you can still enjoy um, alcohol and still stay on track. 
obviously in moderation. So that might be something I might be brewing up and maybe make a little YouTube IGTV series. I like it. I'd be interested. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, I'd be interested to see how you feel after you stop. Yeah. Depending on how much you're taking, I'm assuming it's going to be in moderation. You're not going to have like three of them. One a day. One a day. Is that going to be like a single shot or a double shot? That's what I'm thinking, um, contemplating. So I think uh, I'll probably do a shot and a half. I think that's kind of the protocol for some of these cocktails is a double is a shot and a half usually. Okay. Well, um, yeah. It'll be interesting because obviously alcohol is something you grow, you build a tolerance to. So, mm-hmm. you know, starting off and then towards the end, it's going to be interesting just for your own little anecdotal purposes of like how you felt after that one drink at the beginning versus the end. And then after you're done taking it, cause I know a lot of people when they quit drinking, even if it is just a little bit, I mean, you're just taking the edge off with that much, but that, that is still something um, your body can actually acclimate to needing, needing that for sleep um, oh, yeah. to help you sleep at night. So um, that, that'll yes. be interesting. I think it would be cool to ch- challenge that. And especially cause to be honest, I genuinely enjoy it. Like, it's something that I, I can enjoy by itself and an old fashioned makes me want to drink. I, I usually will drink max three um, because they are pretty strong. They, they have a proof of no less than 80 to about 100, 100 plus proof, depending on which one I get, which one I'm using can determine kind of the buzz effect and the tolerance effect of what you were saying. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's not something I'm pressing, but I, I was curious. I've been bouncing that idea for like a couple months and thinking, should I, should I not? Like, obviously we, we believe in overall health and wellness. And I just don't usually cater towards doing those challenges where it's like the, the big Mac challenge that I've seen. I've seen the burger, the big, the Whopper challenge. I've seen like people that have done those tests and it's like, but you know what it does? It does create for people that this is common sense for us, it's a calorie deficit calories matter to the, to, for weight loss period. Um, but we know that calories are not all that matters when it comes to health. So, I mean, it's, it's, we are doing something that's a little bit, not, we don't recommend because the, the other thing I'm debating here is we know that most people don't drink in moderation, right? When they, people typically drink for the most part there, it's, it's to, to get that sensation of being buzzed. And, and this varies from person to person. Other people have bad relationship with these type of things. So it's obvious I'm not going to post this to on a group of like, like <laughs> struggling alcoholics that are trying to let the thing go, but um, is more so just to kind of prove a point. And that's what I was contemplating within beer and, or uh, like a type of whiskey or a type of liquor, just because I'm, I always try to think what, what message am I truly relaying? you know, but I just think it'd be fun just to do something for content purposes. So it's, if you guys want to see this, if you guys even care, just shoot us, uh, shoot me a personal message on my Instagram at the John Alva fitness. And let me know if, if I should try something else in particular, that might be more beneficial or you would like to see, it'd be fun so, to do something. So knee jerk reaction. As soon as you said that, I was just like, Oh, sounds like a challenge that's completed once you become alcoholic. But, (laughs) but no, but no, I think this is for, you know, you mentioned people don't drink in moderation. I think this is a way to help them to drink in moderation. 
right? Because if you have someone that is always there, you know, you're not going to have them like, you know, just stop cold turkey because of, to Mike's point, um, the body is used to having this and it'll, it can get kind of like funky in some either. I mean, I don't know, you, you may react to it completely different, but something like this can be a, a good way to just either back off of it or ease off of it. Maybe start with like, you know, to your, to your point also again, Mike, uh, you know, either singles or doubles or whatever, and then just scale it all the way back down. If you would want to, not have this. I mean, I don't know. It just sounds that's just an initial thought to, to my head. But also, this isn't for someone that doesn't drink at all. Like, this would be terrible for me. Because I don't. So yeah, imagine someone that does. I mean, dude, I'd be trashed off of one, like just one little little little, little, little thing of whatever. I'd yeah. be drunk as all hell. You guys, uh, if I if I partook in this challenge, you'd, there's a strong chance you'd never see me again. Yeah. I would disappear somewhere in <laughs> yeah, like the Costa Rican jungle. <laughs> we wouldn't want that. No, um, no, but no. yeah, we, those we are need our like, mic. Yeah, we need our mic and our mics. Um, <laughs> oh, real, so, real quick before before we jump on to to the next point or to the to the main topic of this. So yesterday, um, I I, w- I delayed us a little bit because I had something going on in my daughter's school. So it was. Um, this week is teacher appreciation week. I know this is dropping at the end of the week on a Friday, so it's kind of like over. But uh, what we did, so I was, I'm part of the, my, my oldest daughter, she's in sixth grade, she started going to middle school. So I decided to join or be a part of the PTO there because this is a school where we kind of like have no ties to, we don't have anything in the elementary school. Um, Jennifer, Where's she's PTO? a teacher, uh, parent teacher organization. Oh. So they're, um, but no, but good. I mean, I, I, I'm assuming that people know that, but maybe some, some people don't. So that's just, you know, parents involved that just uh, like paid time off. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> just like it, but not at all. Um, we They had uh, a catered lunch for the teachers. So I kind of went and kind of like volunteered to um, to to serve them. Uh, just a small token appreciation for them uh, as Jennifer is a teacher. Uh, I kind of like know, or maybe I have a better insight as to what it is that they do, how much they kind of like, you know, just contribute to uh, a child's success and or failure. And especially after this year where a lot of parents had to become teachers, you would think that they would be a little more, um, uh, I guess, appreciative or receptive to the job that teachers do. Um, So if you are a parent, if your child did, um, learn from home that you had to partake, you would know exactly what uh, teachers do and how impactful they can be and how uh, crazy that job is, or again, yeah. can be. So just make sure that you partake in this uh, teacher appreciation. If you did not slip your mind, you know, it doesn't take much. Just give them like, you know, a $5, you know, Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts gift card or whatever. They'll be cool with that. Just something you would think like that's nothing. What it actually is, uh, not only a, it's something, but two, it kind of at least lets the lets them know, oh hey, they appreciate me. They at least know that I'm working hard to get their kid to do, you know, get a get ahead in life or help them out in some kind of way. So uh, thank a teacher. Essentially, what I'm saying. Thanks, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. Make sure to, to collect your gift card uh, later on, John. I, f- I feel the love. Um, no, I was thinking like, isn't it, isn't it also nurse appreciation week this week? Mike, would you know? I would imagine you would know. I heard, I saw a post about nurse appreciation day or week. I don't know if it's a week or a day. I, yeah, I think it's kind I of, feel you know, that makes sense that <laughs> that make, I want to say that it was 
last year that there was kind of like a combo of nurses and teachers in the same week. It sounds familiar. I mean, I wouldn't know. I mean, obviously I would know for teachers because Jennifer is a teacher, um, but it sounds about right. But regardless, I mean, you, you wouldn't know, have to, you, you shouldn't wait for a week or anything. Just say, Hey, thanks. I hope it's not the same week. That's kind of fucked up. Cause those are two like underpaid, underappreciated positions. Those are passion jobs that get shit on most of the time. All the time. And if they have to share a week of appreciation, we can't even give them their own week. Yeah. That's kind of messed up. Oh, so so hold on, hold on. On, on that same note, which is kind of messed up and, and it's kind of crazy. So I, uh, two or three weeks ago, they um, sent out an email from my daughter's school and middle school about something about uh, homework and say, hey, we would like some parents input in regards to the amount of homework or the frequency or just the subject of homework on how and, and, and what they're, the kids are receiving. So I kind of went because I kind of do feel like sometimes they do give a lot and I'm taking at it from the scope of my oldest. She's pretty, you know, she has a lot of advanced classes. She does, she stays, I mean, she gets home like around at 4.30, just before five, stays doing homework till like around seven, sometimes even eight o'clock. Oh, wow. It sounds like a lot. And this is someone who doesn't need help and she kind of like goes through it, but she takes her time, but she's very thorough and completes it all. So at first I thought it was kind of like a lot, but now it, it, what's kind of crazy at the point that I'm trying to get to is when we got there, you know what the teacher was saying? The kids don't even hand in their homework. Really? That's what I said. That's the face. The face that you're making right now is the same face that I made. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? The kids don't hand in their homework. What, what do you do? So do they, so, so then in my head, I'm like, so is this child getting like what a, an 85 max of a grade because they fail or they miss out on the, on the points that are that are uh, given for homework completed. Like it, it makes no sense to me. And then they had to like teachers literally are adjusting to this. So now instead of giving homework, like for instance, every single day, they do it on a, like a Tuesday and Thursday, uh, you know, one week, Tuesday, one week, Thursday. It's just weird. And, cr and it makes no damn sense to me that kids are not turning in their homework without any kind of repercussion. It, Sorry, I, it sounds like a I'm going on a tangent here, but. I feel like going on a tangent now. I mean, that's that's upsetting. It makes no I, sense. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's that's kind of weird. I don't know. I hate school. Uh, yeah. You know what? <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm the so worst we, person to talk about this. About homework. <laughs> but if you have homework, homework, you would do homework. I do enough just to pass, man. I mean. You know, to be honest, like I was, I was the kid that had homework done before he even got home. Uh, because I'm the kid that just... I'm the kid that would copy it right before I had to turn it in. Oh, hey, at least you turned something in. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Bro, I remember senior year, I barely did any homework. It was insane. Like I don't even know, like what the point of that year was. My mom would always talk so much crap about how like useless we were like going into society. I'm like, thanks mom. You're, you know, yeah. I appreciate it always. Yeah. I did, uh, um, I, I did the whole trick where I figured out what grades I needed just to pass. And then, cause you know, they, that's they, when you learn they, averages. Yeah. They give you like <laughs> the grading scale and whatever. And like, I, there, there were classes where like, I didn't do shit and I, basically had like a D or an F until the final because the final was so heavily weighted and I get an A plus on that. And then my grade was a C. And then the teachers look at you like word, seriously. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. She, uh, this teacher um, in question, she actually like held me after class and told me like, I know what you did and you shouldn't do that. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, tempting fate. It worked. A lot of times though, I feel that like, it's no knock on teachers, man, but I know it's the school system in general in this country that I've noticed. Cause I feel like uh, when I visited my cousins, man, they start such so much younger and they finish so much sooner and their homework at such a young age is so intense that it's nothing compared to what we had to do uh, during school. So I think that unfortunately, um, I think that a lot of times school is a little bit unstimulating, you know, we obviously all love to learn. Right. Yeah. Um, especially when we care about something. So I, I think that's what it is. A lot of kids are just a lot of students are disengaged, maybe not moving as much. Maybe they're just very they're stuck in a classroom all day. So it's hard to kind of keep pushing the brain for six hours straight um, of straight learning the whole time. So I think that unfortunately, I mean, that's why a lot of people are getting, you know, pulling kids out of school. I feel now homeschooling is becoming more of a thing. Um, and, and there's ways to kind of pursue their academics with more real life things that are preparing them, I think, better for, for life. Cause there's a lot of things I wish, um, we would have, we would have, uh, learned, uh, beforehand that would have been basic math percentages, stuff that would have carried over to what taxes, um, understanding interests, understanding, um, you know, certain skills that are fundamental that they are technically accounting they are long forms of yep. adding and multiplying and dividing and stuff um i don't know i just that's like that's a whole other episode we can kind of just talk about that but you know what can we set can we do a transition can we do a left turn to what we're trying to talk about because i also wanted to it kind of sparked more of this fire for what we're going to talk about i think education is a piece of like that i'm very passionate about but health you know it, mike you overheard question- a conversation a question would be like, what is health? What would be the answer to that question? Mike, what is health? You heard something, but Dr. Mike, does that? Yeah. Dr. Mike, uh, health, health is subjective. That's what I would say. That's my answer. It's my final answer. Is this subjective though? It is based on the conversation I heard. It mm-hmm. is. Um, this is true. People, people. Okay. So people in the gym were, uh, they were talking about vegetarians and these are some old timers. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but is it the 8am crew? Oh yeah. And basically the point that old timer a was making to old timer B was vegetarians (laughs) are yes, actually vegetarians are are just, they're just healthy because they're eating, you know, nothing but vegetables and you tend to be leaner that way too, because you're eating nothing but vegetables and harder to overconsume. No. Well, yeah, no mention of mm. anything else. Those were just literally it. And I, I'm like, I'm training somebody and I'm trying to count, but at the same time, I'm thinking like, I mean, ice cream's vegetarian, potato chips are vegetarian. Like there's a lot of Not things. Really, isn't it dairy? Dairy isn't. Vegetarian. No, there's. Well, I, I that would be non-dairy version. But the, okay, so yeah, we can we can take it to that point even where that would be more of like a vegan because I have a vegetarian client. She doesn't eat is vegetarian because it is dairy. Dairy's fine for ve- vegetarians. Vegan is is that they can't have any animal product. Any product. animal products whatsoever. So yeah, she'll eat ice cream. She'll drink milk. Um, she'll have cheese. She just doesn't eat meat she'll even have whey protein like it doesn't you know that doesn't bother her but 
point being was these guys' perception of healthy, these two old timers' perception of healthy was just being vegetarian, lots of vegetables. And even past junk food being vegetarian, what about all of the things that they're missing out on from never consuming meat, fish, eggs, chicken to some degree, beef? There's a lot of branched chain amino acids that you're missing out on. There's a lot of good healthy fats that you may not be getting depending on how much homework you did before you became a vegetarian. If you're not focused on those things, you're just eating fucking broccoli and carrots, you're missing out on a lot of good stuff and you can form deficiencies, which thereby kind of makes you unhealthy, even though you're eating a bunch of vegetables. So it's, I see it everywhere and I could continue going. Can I keep going? I just want to say more because sure, there's there, there, just like, think of like, fuck, sound like dude. me. Think of like a smoothie as a concept smoothies some people will think oh mike just said smoothie that's healthy is it though (laughs) is it you're taking you're taking fruit which yes healthy you're blending it up you're breaking down the healthiness into liquid liquid sugar which is not so dissimilar from like fucking soda with the amount of sugar content that's in some of these and then you're drinking it and it's just like yeah, you're getting vitamins and minerals and stuff like that. You're missing out on arguably the best part about fruit, the fiber. And you're turning it into just this fucking insane insulin spike in your system. And not to mention that the additives that they might get from these places, like a smoothie king or a tropical smoothie, they have a sweeteners in there to add more calories. That's what I was just about to say. They put, they put turbinado in there. They take a, they took a shit ton of sugar in the fruit, they blend it up and then they put more fucking sugar in there. It's absolutely insane. So like a smoothie that you make at your house, you can make a better argument for maybe at the right time, a smoothie is, is a good idea. You know, you're getting a little bit of sugar after a workout with some protein. I can get behind that, but like having a fucking fruit smoothie right before you go to bed, it's probably not the best idea. And you can literally look like, look up the calorie content, look up the sugar content online. All of this stuff is listed on the websites it's equal. Some of them, some of them, depending on the size you get, are equal to like three or four cans of soda in sugar, mm-hmm. which we all know the dangers of having like too much sugar. And so, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, health is subjective because some people, maybe that fruit smoothie is a better choice. I mean, if they're going to get 300 fucking grams of sugar in a day, it's better that it comes from a, sp- a fruit smoothie than from. A soda, is it better to have less sugar overall? Yes, but the smoothie is healthier. It doesn't mean that it's healthy. Mm, it's like, okay, so when you when you say subjective, I don't think that health, true health is subjective. In how we decide to go about dieting and stuff can be subjective. There's a lot of anecdote I feel that people use to ju- to kind of justify what, what they do, including ourselves. Um I think that for the most part, I think this kind of boil, like when you're talking about just nutrition, right? There's the physiological piece that's happening with food. There's certain markers that are like, you know, markers in the body that are going to dictate like if your body's like, okay, like if you have these high blood pressure, low, like high sugar levels, like if you have all this, like these hormonal hormones or your hormones are off, you know, you know, it's, 
you kind of have to judge. I think when it comes to health, I think that, you know, it has to affect how it's affecting you physiologically, of course, uh, mentally, your relationship, a lot of the behaviors that latch on to food, because you can, I think you can overdo almost everything. Most people don't overdo the good stuff. They kind of overdo the bad stuff, but oh, yeah. um, I don't know if it, I, I don't know if I can, if we can fully say that it's subjective. Gabe, what do you think? Uh, I think so. Now here's why this is a, and I love approaching this from this kind of way. And, and, and this question, uh, who's it? Our boy, uh, future, uh, New York Times bestselling author, Sal Stefano, he says, compared to what? So what are you comparing it to? Are you comparing it to someone who is getting, you know, all these nutrients? But sure, I would say that. But what about what we were talking about before about these people who um, are taking this, uh, you know, bourbon challenge? What about someone who's over consuming it, who has like, you know, a damn near half a bottle a, a day? Is someone who's only taken a shot a day healthier? Probably. Is someone who smokes a pack a day um, healthier than someone who smokes two packs a day. Yeah. Right. So that's why it can be subjective to the person and where they are. And you, it's not a, it's not a clear definitive, um, marker as to what is quote unquote healthy. That's why mm. it's, it's really, what are you comparing it to? So that person that, that they mention. so you take, you say, uh, you know, a vegetarian diet is, you know, someone who is a vegetarian is healthier. Well, I, I bet you we can find plenty of uh, uh, people who are vegetarian who aren't healthy based on those markers that you're, that you're saying that they're not um, consuming those, those certain key nutrients that they're missing or those people who are vegetarian, but they're still having, you know, all this, you know, potato chips and junk food and all of this just because they have a label that says vegetarian or vegan or whatever the hell you're talking about, low calorie or anything, you know, are, are those people healthy? I mean, again, compared to what? Yeah, actually, you know what? I like that a lot because then it, it kind of frames it to where it's more of like a, it's almost like a individual basis. Yes. Like if you were thinking about it, like I'll, I'll use myself as, a, as an example. I, I've been vegetarian twice in my life. Uh, once was five or six years ago and I didn't do it the right way at all. I literally was like, oh, just eat vegetables. Okay. So I would have like baked asparagus for dinner, which is maybe like 150 calories. Um, yeah. And I lost a crap ton of weight, but I felt like shit the whole time. And slowly mm -hmm. I started to like put two and two together and, you know, I got to a healthier place, but starting out there, you know, just as a vegetarian eating nothing but vegetables, hashtag healthy, but I felt like garbage. And I, if I had kept doing that, I probably would have ended up being in serious trouble, but you know, and then compare it to the second time that I've been vegetarian, where I actually did my research. I actually made sure that I was getting enough calories, getting enough protein. I was hitting branch chain amino acid supplements because I knew that I needed those. And, you know, comparatively, that would be much healthier on the scale of healthy compared to the, the very, very first time. Um, I Go ahead. I do. I do like the, what you said is like compared to what, that's a really good way of going. And, and that does kind of shift my thought. Maybe this can be more of a subjective thing, but would you say that objectively speaking, if we had to say, we know that you can't just slap like a diet. That's I, we, I made a post and I even talked a little bit more mm -hmm. about it today. It's yeah. like, you can't say that there's one solution because if it was this one solution, then the, the whole 
obesity epidemic would be cured if it was the this was the answer um if it truly truly worked so that's why i think that it's not so much a thing would you say that i guess health as a whole can be put into like would it be more balance and we're talking about balance in all aspects body composition we're not talking super shredded lean we're talking in the in the range where there's a buffer there's like a couple percentages that you can kind of play within <coughs> excuse me uh, maybe certain strength markers that for roughly this person um they should be they can fall within this category and that's a, a healthy range it's a balanced out range it's not one to the extreme or the other nutrition there wouldn't be a diet that would be the diet, it would be more of a balance because it would allow this person a range of getting a variety of nutrients for their needs. Because we know that we don't operate on a singular system. We're not, we're not robots. We're not linear. We have influxes like during certain parts of the year, maybe the sun is not out as much and it's cooper cold and we stay indoors more. So we need more of this particular nutrients during this time to balance out maybe vitamin D levels, calcium, you name it. And then other parts of the year, it's a bit different necessity. So having balance with even just your diet, not being stuck on one rigid path is a way of health, um, training, having a variety of different, uh, focuses in your training, which I, this is why I love, we fell in love with the mind pump mentality because they never just stuck at this. You only train for aesthetics or only train performance. You only train in mobility, like do like do this combination, this hybrid of transitioning through different stuff because your body can benefit from all these. So it's a, it's a balance of things. It's never just one thing. So I, I don't know the way I look at it. If someone had to describe like health or just like, you know, just healthy, I would probably just say balance, even with the relationship piece. If you're so fixated on your goals with any goal, business, um, your career, your fitness, your aesthetics, that's unhealthy because you're missing, you're neglecting other things and you want to have that balance. And that's why we also have talked in other episodes on the triangle uh, that we've used for, you know, maybe there's some times that you're going to go all in on your more towards your health and fitness. Maybe you're going to spend more time, maybe focusing on your family, you have a newborn. So you're going to put more of your attention on just becoming, you know, more present, taking care of your child. There's going to be times you're going to be probably focusing more on your finances, but it, 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 it's always going to be teetering. It's going to be moving kind of like rotating back and forth, but it's, it's the balancing aspect. And I don't think you're ever completely fully balanced, but that's the beautiful thing is going to, you're going to be hovering within those things and navigating during when life needs you to do X thing and being okay with that. I think that you can find a healthy balance. Um, it's never perfect because we always talk about these ranges and all those things, but um, I don't know. It made me think of that, that someone that you, someone can look at that and get on board with that. They can agree versus be like, I like vegan. No, keto's better. Or no, carnivores. This. No, it's everything. Incorporate this variety. Your body. We thrive off variety. And there's some things maybe we got to stay away from because, you know, where the individual variants that this does doesn't work for you at all. It's almost like you're you're gonna die from it. It's so toxic. Whatever. But no, it's like you finding that balance of trying all these different things. It's, uh, it makes me think about our conversation about blue zone. They're probably not in one extreme or the other. They probably yeah. eat a variety of different things in their in the land mm-hmm. during season. They have a moderate level balance out balance that level of activity with walking, maybe some resistance that they may apply in their life. But nothing is to one end of the spectrum or the other. So I don't know. 
I, what do you guys think? Would, would you say that the everyday person would consider you when you were on stage healthy? Absolutely not. They wouldn't consider you healthy at that point? Not on the day of stage. Maybe a couple weeks ago. No, no, not, not you. I know you don't. But I'm talking about the everyday person. They would think mm, that you would be okay, a healthy maybe. individual at that point. But Some. I'm saying you, because you were in that body, you knew how the hell you felt, you for sure would not say that. And that would that's taking things to the to the extreme. And you I can't think... go to the extreme. You got to go to to your point that find that balance. Some people may think that I was healthy, but I think that people that saw me close up, maybe in pictures, you saw them like, wow, that's this, you're super buffed and pumped up. You look, mm-hmm. you, you're super healthy. Um, but I think if you really see someone when they compete, if you actually look at a competitor, like a couple of days away from their show, or even the day of look at their skin, look at their, look at their face. You know, they look, we look drained. We look tired, exhausted. We look like we need some food literally. Um, so most people I think- don't haven't seen someone like that up close or face to face, right? They just true. see them either online magazines through on, on any type of socials, right? So this is where they, they, they get this idea that health is having like, you know, a shredded six pack and just everything is just popping when that's not the case. It's more of like the balance that same individual a couple of weeks prior or maybe a couple of weeks afterwards, they probably would be in a better uh, quote unquote healthy range because of, they feel a hell of a lot better than what they did then. That can, I can, I can see that. I think that what you said, Gabe is very powerful, that it's subjective. Like you got to ask yourself when someone says a claim like that, that this is the way, or this is better, you know, or this is superior. It's like compared to what, like, what are we, what are we referencing as? Um, it's almost when they pull out studies on the short-term studies on anything, supplements, diets, exercise protocols, that it's better, that it seems to be superior. And it's like, to what? And I think that sure, any of these diets work because compared to a a traditional American Western diet, they they have, what's the, what's the kind of main denominator here? It's probably that most of these diets have more whole foods. You know, maybe these are more natural sources of food. Um, a A vegan diet well done for a lot of people could do them a lot of good incorporating some type of vegan structure for a short period of time can show some improvements. Um, but I also know a lot of overweight vegans, like very overweight mm-hmm. vegans, because, yeah. you know, that you, you compare a lot of processed foods in that industry that are being created for that. Um, it's same thing with the Western diet. We have a lot of processed foods that quote unquote seem to be healthy or they fall into certain categories. So I think that it's, it's, it is subjective. I think that main thing for our listeners and ourselves is to always try to do better than what we were doing before. Um, if we're doing worse, then obviously we're not healthier. But if we are in making improvements in any direction for the positive, I think that that is quote unquote healthier or better than we were before. And the only person you should be comparing to because it is your own body, no one else is yourself. And eventually finding a healthy balance. And I think that, you know what? as human beings, we're very resilient. So maybe floating with that extreme for a bit and pushing yourself in a specific direction, because you want, you need to experience, you need to learn for yourself. You need to build this, you know, you know, you solidify this wisdom or knowledge of that particular thing, maybe going to that extreme 
you may need to do that in order to find your balance. Um, this can be for your physique. This can be for your career. You can make all the money that you thought you needed to make and you put yourself into work for years and struggled and, 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 and focused on that. You accomplished it. Now you know that, okay, maybe I don't want to do that forever. And you balance out maybe your work, your business, your family relationships, your health, you balance all those things. It Eventually, I think that the main thing for me, what I personally have, you know, taken from this conversation is, is the balancing piece. And it's a constant rotation. It's constantly kind of shifting a little bit. And if you let it go to one extreme for, you know, you can let that thing go to one end of the triangle and stay there for longer than it needs to. But I think constantly navigating, shifting around um, is a very important to kind of make sure you're covering all your bases. I really like what you said about it being just healthier than you were before if you're you're progressing and getting better. And I think that's maybe that maybe that's the, the way that I'll start kind of viewing it is it's just, and just like Gabe said, it's compared to yesterday compared to last week, compared to last year, that sort of thing, just making progress. Cause especially the way that we, we all teach similar ways um, where we're, you know, focusing on the big stones, you make sleep a priority, you know, eat more vegetables and manage your stress and things like that. Once you're able to like, get those down consistently to where you're not even putting effort anymore. You're reaching a healthier state, but then naturally you're looking for more healthier ways to improve your life. So it's kind of just a constant progression of just seeking something that doesn't, you know, perfect health. I don't even know if that really exists, but in the pursuit of something like that, um, I like that. I think this, this was a good, this was a good topic. Yeah, no, I think like it's it. a good thing that you overheard, uh, Thanks, Mr. Jeff. One, Mr. <laughs> I didn't want to throw his name out there. Um, but yeah, no, I think this is something a good takeaway for our listeners to kind of come at it from. An, we're always going to try our best to not come at any topic that we discuss from a super biased or dogmatic way. Obviously, we all have biases, so it's very hard as human beings to completely separate. But, you know, challenge that because. At first, I didn't think it was subjective and Gabe brought up a really good point that made me think, you know what, like looking at it from that point, you can kind of see how this could be and, and come to a, a place that, you know, we came to in this podcast today. So really cool. Yeah, just like you said, just treat every day like a plus one, minus one. No issue for the plus one. <laughs> All right, then. Well, boys, wrap us up here. I think Thanks. this was a great episode. You want to go? Um, yeah. So I actually got a question. You know how geese always fly in a V? Do you, uh, do you know why one side's always longer? No. It's because there's more geese on that side. <laughs> Stupid. <dude. laughs> hey, do you know uh, what the condition you can see a doctor for? Blindness. No. Do you've been having something for the blind people lately, dude? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's because I'm I'm like borderline blind. That's why. Mm. I have a, a an affinity for blindness. Oh gosh. Well, I don't have anything for you guys today. Um, listeners, if you guys like this type of content, you like this type of episode, let us know. It's always kind of our fun Friday. We go on a tangent on multiple things and kind of just let loose and end the weekend on a positive end the week on a positive note for you. So if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe. We drop about three episodes a week. It will notify you when these episodes come out so you don't ever miss one. Um, and 
till the next time. Hey guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to go to leave us a five-star rating and review. That simply helps us get out in front of more people as well as follow us on Facebook at the Next Level Show private forum. Check us out on Instagram as well at the Next Level Show. My personal page is at John Alva Fitness. Gabe is at Prime and Glory. And Mike is at Mike Nellis P. Thank you.